Welcome to today's episode, where we delve into the world of China's K-12 edtech sector. In this episode, we will be exploring the insights provided in an article titled after a COVID-led boom in 2020, What Next for China's K-12 EdTech? Written by Wang Sheyuia, originally published on January 20, 2021, on the Compass List website. The article highlights the remarkable success of EdTech giants Yuan Fudo and Suwebang, who collectively raised over $6 billion amidst increasing demand for online learning. However, amidst this boom, the article also sheds light on the financial challenges faced by smaller players in the industry, as some find themselves grappling with dwindling cash reserves. Join us as we uncover the latest developments and trends in China's ever-evolving K-12 edtech landscape. Unlike many other sectors that have been hurt by the pandemic, edtech companies in China are witnessing an unprecedented boom. Nearly 50 billion RMB worth of VC funding flowed into the local K-12 edtech sector in 2020 alone. More than the total raised for the entire past 10 years, data from business research firm FustData shows. The number of students using online tutoring platforms also surged up 44.2% to 202 million as of October 2020 from the year-ago period. Likewise, the K-12 education sector grew in tandem. The number of new companies created in the first 10 months of 2020 rose 22.5% on-year to 340,000. So those 82,000 were edtech startups. According to data released by the Chinese Academy of Sciences, China's online K-12 tutoring market is forecast growing to 150 billion RMB by 2022, more than doubling from 65 billion RMB in 2019. China currently has the most edtech unicorns in the world, counting 16 of them as of November 2020. Among those, Yuan Fudeo, which says it has more than 400 million accumulated users and is valued at $17 billion is the world's most valuable edtech startup. The dazzling numbers belie the uneven state of the edtech sector, however. The bulk of the funding bonanza went to just a handful of the biggest startups, with Yuan Fudeo and Suai Bang alone accounting for 74.6% of the total amount raised. Yuan Fudo and Suai Bang both supplement classroom learning with online app-based tuition, they are also both still in the red, despite after eight and six years in the business, respectively. In fact, just 5% of China's edtech startups are currently profitable, with little room for product differentiation due to the compulsory national curriculum and exams. Chinese edtech companies mostly resort to splurging on customer acquisition to rapidly grow market share, to stay in the game or lead, mostly through offering free or hugely subsidized lessons and advertising. Michael Yumin Hong, edtech investor and founder and chairman of the US-listed New Oriental Education T-Technology Group, recently described the edtech boom as a funding game. I still haven't seen a sustainable business model in the online education sector, he said at the Yabuli China Entrepreneurs Forum in November 2020. 
to earn one cent, these companies have to spend two RMB first. And most of the spending has gone to advertising. In the recent two years, ads by edtech companies can be seen practically everywhere, from street billboards to short video platforms. Online tutoring apps now also sponsor popular TV shows. Yuan Fudo even became the official sponsor of the 2022 Winter Olympic and Paralympic Games, the first edtech startup to do so. TikTok owner by dance is actively in the race too. Last summer, GGL, an online English teaching platform for kids backed by ByteDance, spent 150 million RMB sponsoring a reality TV show. After launching its standalone EdTech brand Dali in October 2020, ByteDance recently announced it would invest 10 billion RMB yearly in Dali for the next five years and disregard profitability during at least the first three years. In the summer of 2019 alone, Yuan Fudeo spent about 500 million RMB on marketing, a figure that surged to 1 billion RMB in 2020. Such heavy investment in advertising has pushed customer acquisition costs even higher. Currently, the average cost to get a new student for a big class course that is priced 1500 RMB on average has doubled to 4,000 RMB from 2019 levels. Not every player can afford to compete this way. Advertising has become a battleground for only the big players with ample funds. In 2019, Yuan Fudeo, Zuoi Bang and Suozi, the online education brand under the US listed Tail Education Group, were behind snapping up nearly all the ad space available online and offline. In any case, investors have long seen this coming. They consider capital an important strategic resource, like talent. The year of 2020 is a turning point when business scale-ups have started to pick up in the Kick 12 online education sector, said Jiang Kaiyang, director of Taihikap. The cash-burning competition will continue for at least one to two years more. For many, such a model is unsustainable. Once investors stop pumping in money, the companies will end up in a tragic mess, you said last year. The failure of eight-year-old edtech unicorn Subajan seems to prove his point. On the second day of the new year, Zhang Kailei, founder and CEO of Vex Subajan, issued an open letter on social media, saying the firm was about to go bust as potential investors decided not to fund the company. During the last three years, we have failed to raise money from investors, and we were on the verge of running out of cash at least five times. Superjun has about 3,000 employees and about 10,000 teachers. Among its 50,000 students, nearly 30,000 are repeat customers. According to media reports, the company generated eight-digit RMB monthly revenues in 2019 and 2020 with annual revenue even exceeding 1 billion RMB in 2018. Its last $100 million, funding in January 2017, pushed the company's valuation to over $1 billion. Other startups are also aware of the problem of over-advertising. We will try our best to lower the percentage of budget spent on advertising to make the cost structure healthier, said Xu Xiaohon, head of Zoibang's strategic investment unit. Still, not all is lost yet.
for many smaller players urgently trying to figure out cheaper ways of attracting new customers, the rise of short video platforms has presented them with a new opportunity. During the COVID-19 lockdown and schools switched to studying online, many teachers turned to social media platforms to stream their courses and gained millions, even tens of millions, of fans within a couple of months. Social media is an ideal channel for building brand exposure and customer acquisition. High-quality content helps teachers gain followers and their trust, while the lower transaction value per customer helps drive higher conversion. 2020 ushered in an era of short video streaming plus education. There are now 10 times more such courses available, which are usually more fragmented and targeted at entry-level users on short video platforms that have hundreds of millions of users. Learning becomes more convenient and accessible as students just need to spend two to five minutes listening to a teacher explain. For example, a particular question or knowledge point, one video at a time. Last year, on December 24, Yuan Fudeo confirmed its third round of funding that year, bagging $300 million from Jack Ma's YF Capital. The deal also brought the total amount of money raised by Yuan Fudeo that year to a staggering $3.5 billion. Four days later, its major rival, Zhuibang, said it raised more than $1.6 billion in Series E, plus funding from Alibaba, Tiger Global, SoftBank Vision Fund, Sequoia Capital China and Fountainvest Partners, following a $750 million round in June. The money raised will boost our war chest for us to fight competition in the online education market, which is expected to become increasingly fierce, said Su Zhuibang's strategic investment head. Elsewhere, edtech players have collapsed because they ran out of operating cash flow and failed to win new funding. Investors become more cautious nowadays, preferring the leading online education companies, said Wang Lei, founding partner of Perfect Puzzle Capital an education-focused PA firm. It's hard for small players to survive the competition in the market. Only in November 2020, another once successful edtech startup Huin publicly confessed it was failing and made an open plea to tech giants like Alibaba, Tencent and JD.com to take over its business. Yuin, which started as an offline after-school training school, posted about 3 billion RMB of revenue and 50 million RMB of profit in 2019. But its business sank right after the coronavirus lockdown ended as a fierce price war, sparked by the intense competition, soon saped its cash reserves. Mergers and acquisitions could offer small edtech businesses a way out of insolvency, and it's already happening. Around 50 M&A deals closed in the global edtech space last year, of which 15 were in China. They include smartphone maker Oppo's purchase of K-12 online education firm, Goro and ByteDance's acquisition of NPY Mathematical Thinking. On November 5, Children Math edtech platform VIP Think said it was merging with Magic Ears, an online platform for English learning just as it announced a $180 million Series C funding round led by SoftBank. Such funding craze, coupled with the model of burning cash to win market share, 
and the increasing MAA in the K-12 online education market might ring a bell to those who witnessed the bursting of China's bike, sharing bubble a few years back. But different from that market, demand for kids' online education is real and huge and here to stay, which might lead edtech startups to a different fate. And A will be a buzzword in the education industry in the coming five to ten years, said Liu Yujing, managing partner of Copower Capital and managing director of V Capital. But we won't see monopolistic firms earning supernormal profits in the industry. Smaller players should be patient and focus on their products. In the long run, everyone has a chance. That's a wrap for today's episode of Impact Powerhouse. We hope you found our deep dive into K-12 EdTech both informative and inspiring. Check out the episode description if you want to read the full article published on compasslist.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it and subscribe to our podcast channel. Stay tuned for future episodes. Thanks again for tuning in to Impact Powerhouse today. And until next time, keep innovating and making a positive impact for a better world and a brighter future.